gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces Bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. Today we're going to discuss a number of issues and important events. Um, Trish does a daily um, newscast at noon on Facebook every day. And so today we're going to cover a lot of the things that she covered um, on her show today and uh, catch up on the happenings at Bohemian Grove. I think most listeners know about Bohemian Grove. And She'll tell us about the missing 24 minutes from Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. And then we'll also uh, talk about the pending impeachment of Rod Rosenstein. And Stormy Daniels is possibly facing human trafficking charges uh, from her arrest out there at, at the strip club. And then Diane Feinstein suffering a punishing loss of California Democratic Party endorsement to Kevin DeLeon despite her aggressive campaign. We'll also discuss a new lawsuit filed against the federal government by Dell Bigtree and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over the failure of Health and Human Services to conduct any safety studies on vaccines since the government gave vaccine makers immunity from prosecution for adverse events and medical harm. And at that time, the federal government said it would take measures to monitor and improve vaccine safety. Well, Dell uh, Bigtree and Robert Kennedy have learned that they haven't done any test in 31 years to monitor and improve vaccine safety. So anyways, I'll bring Trish on now and we'll get started with the show. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. Good to be back. Yes. All the Bohemian Grove stuff going on. There's a lot. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, and you've had Fiona Barnett on your show before, who has been a really important witness in corroborating a lot of what others have um, reported about what goes on at Bohemian Grove. Yes, yes. Uh, Fiona, yeah, Fiona, during her interview, she said that um, she was flown there when she was like four or five years old and to be raped by um, uh, Reverend Billy Graham. They set up these little cottages and stuff, and, and she was went as a candy girl or whatever. And, and the room and the little cottage where they took her with him was all filled with bubbles and stuff and dressed her up as a candy girl and, and went there. And at Bohemian Grove, the Reverend Billy Graham raped this four-year-old child from Australia. This is how sick it is what goes on at that place. Now, now and it's going on right now, isn't it? Right. Uh, we um, the the schedule was for Saturday night to initiate the two weeks of debauchery with a uh, cremation of care ceremony, which um, Alex Jones had gotten video of this scene where there are these individuals. It's all men. We know it started back in the 1880s where these heads of state, officials, appointed officials, 
uh, industry titans and um, other power brokers from around the world get together every single year for two full weeks of complete and total debauchery. And during that time, they're deciding policy, global policy, that will affect the lives of billions of people. We right. there there was a news report. Um, RT has done a really good one. And then, do you know the name of the other one, Evelyn J? There was another one uh, that was put together. Um, that it, they talk about uh, how all these um, this agenda that these individuals discuss often matches up very much in line with policy that we then see being implemented in the weeks and months that follow. And it's really horrifying to imagine that these people are getting together. It's also been reported that they bring in male prostitutes. So, again, this is corroborated. And while what Fiona Barnett has reported regarding Billy Graham has not been directly corroborated. All of this other stuff has been. So there's really no reason to doubt what she says because she herself was able to corroborate a lot of this stuff. But they they have this cremation of care ceremony to launch the whole event. And this the cremation of care is the elimination of conscience and guilt and compassion. So is that what that is? Yeah, explain that more because I, I, I don't even understand that. No, this cremation of care is to eliminate guilt and... Right, it's to free themselves from any uh, guilt or um, regret about the decisions they're going to be making. They want to be free of any constraints, be they uh, ethical or otherwise. So it's a way for them to absolve themselves of any accountability for these programs that we know kill millions of people every year. They include um, psychological operations. They include wars. They include disease programs, um, uh, 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 human experiment programs, like on the public through geoengineering, and all all of this is discussed during these two weeks. And they go into it with a mindset and with this whole big ceremony where these men are standing in black hoods and robes. They've got they're in front of a giant carved owl that must be four stories tall, three or four stories tall. They're out in the middle of the redwoods, and there are 2,000 of them there now attend every year. And they burn what is supposed to be an effigy of a child on an altar in this cremation of care ceremony. And it's just like, even that alone which we have direct evidence of it occurring. We have the video. There are numerous, you know, uh, individuals who have attested to this separately. But, you know, the idea that these people are approaching policymaking 
with no conscience about what they're doing is the very definition of psychopathy. Exactly. In between raping children and uh, male prostitutes, they decide all this, right. well, all the ways of genocide they're going to use on us. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, the idea that they would associate all this debauchery with policymaking is just horrifying. You would think that serious people would enter into those discussions very soberly. Would you not? Right, right. It's beyond belief, but it is going on, and and they started Saturday night. And there was a a reporter who witnessed this. He was invited for four days to witness uh, of the two weeks, and he reported that when the the child effigy, uh, alleged effigy, was brought to the individuals on the stage uh-huh. and they they each cradled it, they passed it around and he, he wrote at one point that it seemed to struggle which really struck me when I read that because I was just like how how would how would that be mimicked? You know what I mean? If it, if it weren't something real, struggling that they were holding, but they took that, you know, whatever that bundle was, was placed into a coffin and then burned on the altar. So if it was alive, it was burned alive. But we don't know. I mean, just the idea that whatever was in there was moving, seemed to be struggling as this reporter wrote is is a sickening notion. How did he? How did he say he reacted to that? Uh, he just wrote it. it. There was no, no commentary whatsoever. Which you know, I'm sure. Again, remember Ronald Bernard. He's the Dutch uh, banker who used to go to these parties and things, at thinking it was all just you know play acting, and right. he discovered. At, one point that, in fact, it was not at all play acting in that there were children who were being literally sacrificed in these rituals. So Right, and that's when he got out, right? When he would have had to kill a baby? Yes, exactly. And yeah. so we know, and he was dealing with these very same people. He was one of the right. bankers to the very, very powerful and, right. you know, those names are the same ones that are at Bohemian Grove. So right. um, there's every reason to believe that this is not play acting at all, even though they were trying to convince this reporter that it was, and it sounds like the reporter was convinced, but, uh, you know, it really leaves, for me, a real giant red flag. <laughs> so. Right, right. Well, this is the thing. You know, we know this is going on, and, and it keeps going on right in our faces, and there's yeah. nothing we can do about it. Well, the, actually, this is so scary. So far, yes, yeah, so far we, it, we have been utterly helpless because we see time after time after time these people are, even when they are charged, they're given sentences that are laughable 
Oh, if they're given a sentence at all. You know, Jeffrey Epstein is a great example of a man who was charged with multiple counts of child sex trafficking. He, being right. an FBI informant, was able to get that fled down to a single count of soliciting a minor. And even in the court documents, it states that Epstein was known to have had a two 12-year-old girls flown in from France for him to agree. Three 12 year old girls. Yes. It yeah, was three? Three 12 year old girls from France. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we know that this stuff goes on at very high levels and that, and that nothing ever really happens. But I, well, he, 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 he's keeping right on, you know, Epstein. He's right at it. I, yeah. just, I just found a, a video or an article a couple of days ago where he flew a bunch of young boys to. Um, um, oh heck! Now what the heck's his name? Clooney, Clooney's birthday party. Bunch of young In boys. In Italy. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's carrying on this child trafficking right under our noses. I mean, and everybody knows it. I mean, these yeah. reports come well, out, and <sighs> it's true. I mean, I and mean, you would think that they would be stopping, but they're not. Nope. They act with complete impunity, and they have every reason to expect that they will be protected because those are the people who are now occupying the most powerful positions in our government. And we've seen that, you know, again, with um, I.G. Horowitz letting Comey walk for, you know, an attempted coup on a president. (laughs) We saw Imran Awan walk after spying on Congress for more than 10 years and stealing tens of millions of documents from members of Congress. I mean, time after time after time. And But at the same time, I think you've seen this as well, that most people had never even heard of Bohemian Grove two years ago. But I bet you even the most diehard Trump hater has heard of Bohemian Grove, even if they don't believe what goes on there. Right. And that's right. a big, that, that's a, that is a really big hurdle to get over, and I think we're nearly there because for people to realize, again, even that this is not just a one-time thing. These people get together every single year since right. the 1880s to decide global policy under these conditions. And the notion is absolutely horrifying. They are, even if they are just play acting and there is not a child in that bundle, they're pretending to burn a child on an altar as they sit down to hold these discussions. It is just, could not be more inappropriate. Yeah, it sure couldn't. Sure couldn't. And you know, and like Jeffrey Epstein, you know, I mean, he's he's doing this child trafficking for all the elite, right? And, and, and they've had these people. They've had these service people for a long time now. We're starting to see, you know, the whole Nexium cult. That looks like right. it was just another iteration of the same network that Jeffrey Epstein, he, he probably serves a particular group of people, and then Nexium would 
you know, be a feeder system to serve, you know, maybe people in Hollywood or others, perhaps. Sure. Um, but, you know, sure. you can and, see. And, and the, it's all tied together. You know, when this Nexium cult scandal broke, I said right then, this was going to be the one that brings down the elite. I just knew they were involved in this Nexium scandal. And sure enough, you know, like we had been um, uh, sure. I won't remember his last name on a couple of weeks ago. And he told us that all the way back in 2007, he was invited to a Nexium party. He went with a girlfriend that was invited. And the people that he saw there, you know, Huma, Abdi, uh, Anthony Weiner, um, Stormy Daniels, um, James Elefantes of Pizzagate fame, um, and Eric Snyderman, the one that just quit uh, the attorney general's yep. job in New York um, after he was accused of beating up women and using them as sex slaves stuff. So they were all there in 2007, and this is, this is uh, 11 years later. And now they just got, finally got busted, and, and so now it's coming out. But all these people were involved with them in 2007. So right. they're all well, together and they, all of this. And, and you know, one uh, family you didn't mention was the Bronxman sisters. And we know for a fact that it was the Bronfman sisters, the billionaire heiresses, who are responsible for bankrolling Nexium to the tune of $150 million. And yet neither of them have been arrested. Not only that, they're also um, behind the illegal human experimentation being conducted by Brian Porter, who Ben Zemkis also reported being at that Nexium party, if you remember, the guy in the lab coat who was taking notes when they were showing those videos, the snuff films to the women. Right. Right. He was arrested and charged because he was conducting illegal human experiments and in showing, literally showing snuff films to women who had no idea that they were going to be subjected to this. And Claire, Claire and her sister uh, funded him to the tune of $30 million. Yet, again, neither of them have been arrested. Nancy Saltzman, um, she's a Clinton Global Initiative member and a co-founder of Nexium. Uh I think she was finally arrested, but um, but the very wealthy and powerful continue to walk free. Although it is starting, it does look like Claire Bronfman is concerned that she will be she's under threat of being indicted, and so um, you know that's a good sign. But we, who knows if it will go through? Right. You know, I'm switching back to Bohemian Grove for a minute because I wanted to ask you when we were talking about it. Now, most of the most of the presidents, all of the presidents usually go to Bohemian Grove over the years, and um, all the elites and all the CEOs and and leaders from other countries and everything. Do you know? I don't think I don't think Trump or Putin have ever been to Bohemian Grove. Do you know? Do you, I've have never you ever heard of that. Yeah, I I have never heard that that Trump has been there, and I have definitely never heard that Putin has been there. Um, but apparently everyone, every president uh, since I've been an adult 
at least since Reagan, I know um, Nixon went, but right. apparently every single one had been to post Bohemian Grove just prior to running for president. Okay, because Obama was out there, right? Yeah, every single yeah. one of them. Bill Clinton, and and usually yeah. Bill Clinton actually confirmed Bohemian Grove one day when someone confronted him at a speech, and he's like, oh, yeah, you mean where the Republicans run around naked in front of a um, giant owl? So he confirmed yeah, it himself, but he was he's also been there. No, 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 he, he said he wasn't there. there. No, he said that to he the guy. He said he, he wasn't, wasn't there. But no, he said he wasn't there, but that's when he said, oh, that's a place where the Republicans stand naked and piss on trees. And he said, you should go out there sometime. You could use the exercise or use the sun or something like that to the reporter. He said he'd right. never been there, but he has well, been there. Someone has. Someone says that he has been there. So, oh, yes. Uh, I, and I, I mean, the guy that was asking him knew that, but they hurry up and ushered the guy out of the room then. Right. After he hollered right. out that, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let him sit there and talk or keep, you know, asking him because he would have told them <laughs> how he knows he was there. Yeah. But as usual, yeah. they bust him out of the room, and then, you know, it just bugs me when we talk about this many times how these pedophiles. Now we've exposed them, these elite pedophiles in our government, like Hillary and them, running around Hillary running the whole global rat line for child sex trafficking, and we know this and stuff, and they're still running around out here. You know, like nothing's wrong. You know, she's going to yep. be at a rally on the 21st and 22nd in New York. And I said to people today on your show, I typed in, is anybody in New York going to go to that rally and take her down in the streets? I said, I wish I was up there because I would be. That's yeah, I, 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 I running that was, around on the loose. Oh, it's, I'm so it's angry about this. Pushing this in well, our faces. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they sure are. I mean, look at look at what's been going on, like the whole thing with Peter Strzok. I mean, wow, if, if that's not a kick in the teeth, I don't know what is. And they they clearly have every reason to believe that they will continue to get away with this stuff because they've got the whole system rigged. And, the, you know, we... Well, that's why I say we got to take them down ourselves in the streets. That's exactly right. That's Damn exactly it. right. We can't let them walk and around hiding behind their celebrity and status and yeah. all this other stuff. We have to call them out for who they are and 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 make sure people are aware of and force them to confront the reality of what they've done. You know, yeah. we we are complicit. If, if we're silent, we're giving them consent. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and it's, and that the same thing goes for the Catholic Church. You know, when we had Kevin on, he's saying how they, the Catholic Church made fourteen billion dollars in the United States in I forget what year it was in. Can you imagine? No wonder they can go ahead and keep raping all these kids and paying them, paying them victims and everything. Look at the money they're getting. That's out of one country, fourteen billion. Yeah. Catholics in this country are still going to church and giving money to that pedophile gang over there at the Vatican. You know, yeah. and I'm to the point that well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting so I despise these people that go to the Catholic Church because we're fighting for to save these children. And they're going in that Catholic Church and giving them money to pay off the victims. This is so disgusting. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and you know, to be fair, the Catholic Church is as effective at propaganda as our government is. So, you know, your average Catholic has does not realize that 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 they're actively supporting that. And though they should know that, you know, again, they're how many of us have gone how long through our lives completely in the dark about so much of our reality. But, and, but, and you know, Kevin also but you know, this, about, is, this isn't new. I mean, I've been watching old comedy shows, you know, stand-up comedy shows, because I watch real old ones because I don't want the mind control in there. And um, they're all making jokes about it constantly in these comedy shows, anytime the Catholic Church is brought up. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm listening to shows from the mid-90s. And, yeah. You know, they they make jokes about it in these videos, but it ain't funny. But they, they've known about this all this time, and they've let it go on. But it's to the point now that everything that has come out, these Catholics that still go in them churches and give them money, I despise them by now. Despise them because we're fighting to save these children, and they're, they're supporting these pedophile gang at Vatican. Ugh. Well, Kevin, now, uh, this, you know, that... Hopefully now that um, that attempted arrest by the Mm -hmm. common law sheriffs the other day um, is is a big step forward. That's very empowering. So I'm optimistic that so now that people are becoming aware of some of all of this stuff, like with Nexium and uh, Bohemian Grove and the Jeffrey Epstein case, and they see how the system is set up so perfectly to protect the very people we should be putting in jail, um, that I think as, you know, more of this comes out about the Vatican and what's really going on there, that people will actually be able to process it more effectively. And, you know, that those attempted arrests are a great talking point, like, you know, who... Even just for the conversation of having with ourselves in our small communities about you know feeling that we can take action our you know on a small level too it's not we don't have to wait for someone outside of us or some agency to suddenly become ethical <laughs> and save us right to happen and and what kept what happened um at, with the Vatican is a wonderful, you know, current example of the, the power we really do have to take control. Sure, of like, like Kevin said, when they tried to arrest the Pope, then you know, and those um, Vatican police then grabbed those sheriffs that were trying to execute the warrant on the Pope and, and beat them up and locked them up and everything. And and he said if there hadn't been, you know, public knowledge of this and it was widespread that they did this, that they would have just killed those sheriffs. They would have you know, never came back out. Yeah, but they're suing them now. They killed children. They're suing the Pope and European <laughs> Court for um, beating up those, having them police beat up those sheriffs and lock them up. Yeah, so they're being sued now. So yep. this is, it, that's fantastic. There's going to be discovery. When there's a lawsuit, yep. there's discovery. And they're really not going to want this lawsuit to go forward, and they'll do everything they can to stop it. And and these men are very, very much in danger as a result. Because yes, they are. The other thing is that they will not settle that case. You know they won't. They were, no. The whole point of going forward with what they did was the opportunity to make this all public. 
and and a court proceeding will be on the record, and it will be very very difficult for them to hide from that. So. Um, you know, that's another reason why we have to keep up the support because they these people are disappeared all the time. And Absolutely. if anyone is at risk right now, uh, there's no question those four gentlemen are are very much so. Yes, and they're going to try to they're going to try to arrest them again. I forget. Do you remember what Kevin said? When it is is it in, in Dublin? Dublin? Yeah, June, uh, August twentieth, I believe. Let me look in my notes, but it's in Dublin, and there there are people who are prepared to, again, attempt the arrest. So, um, you know, that will be another opportunity to get it in the news. Um, sure. So, we it's it's all the activity is excellent for purposes right. of. Elevating this, I'm I'm not finding it in my notes, but it's in Dublin and it's in August toward the end of the in day. August, right? Now let's switch yeah. back to the Stormy Daniels again. Um, tell us about um, this arrest she she had in this strip club, and what it was. It was in Ohio, and the arrest was they have a law that you're not allowed to touch other people. No member, nobody but a member of the family is allowed to touch the stripper, or, or the strippers are not allowed to touch customers and stuff while they had undercover cops in there. And uh, can you tell that story? Well, apparently when she was, you know, there was points at which she pushed one of the officer's faces into her breast. I think uh, she touched the officer's breast, a woman officer's breast. Oh, yeah, that was it. And then she put her breast in the officer's face. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I think, and I yeah. so, um, and then she she did other things like that, and that that was what was reported on the news as the reason for her arrest, and the claim being that she was being framed or targeted or whatever because of her allegations against Donald Trump. But it looks like there's more to this. And as you mentioned, Ben Zemkis reported that he saw her at that Nexium party, you know, many years ago. And that, you know, she is connected. And if it's through Nexium, it would make perfect sense because Allison Mack and Keith Rainier have already been arrested on human trafficking charges. So there is human trafficking associated with Nexium. And if Stormy Daniels is in fact yes, yes, child sex trafficking, and if if Stormy Daniels is in fact associated with Nexium, then there's really strong possibility that she is in fact associated with human trafficking as well, including child sex trafficking, because those women sure. were used to like take care of the kids a lot of the time too, as part of this whole um, detachment program. They they were the way that they run the preschools is they constantly change caregivers who don't speak the child's native language, and um, they they each speak different languages themselves so that the child is never able to attach, and the, the mother is not allowed to engage with the child whatsoever when the caregivers are around. So, um, they, so they form no attachment with a mother figure. Exactly, or anyone. They they form no attachments whatsoever. And yeah. so 
that is the that is the foundation upon which um, children are then programmed for you know be to be sex slaves or assassins or whatever it is that they're being used to do. Sure, this is how demented they are. They've set up these preschools all over the all over the globe to do these yeah. these little kids as infants and start them right from scratch. I mean, here again, yeah. they're doing this right out in the open. Right under their yeah, they had. They used to do it in secret. Yeah, <sighs> the one in London was in a very posh neighborhood. There was, and it's been, it's now under investigation. There was one in a wealthy DC suburb that's now been uh, the uh, tons of allegations of child pimping going on there to the elite in DC. And then, well, do you know that you know that old old lady Bush that just died? She was on the board of one of those Nexium child uh, um, child care um, organizations. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, how and you don't this get is. Barbara Bush. You don't just get somebody like that on your board. You know what I mean? No. They yeah. they have to know what you're doing. Yeah. And so, and then there's one in Miami. That got shut down, remember, just recently in yeah. Debbie Wasserman right. Schultz's district. That w- happened this year. And then there was one in Mexico, I believe, that was also shut down, where Keith Rainier is believed to, that is sort of the area where he's believed to have been hiding out. And when he was hiding out in Mexico and found by authorities who arrested him, he was living under conditions which made obvious that he had tremendous access to tremendous financial resources, which would suggest the Bronfman sisters. And and in addition, Keith Rainier uh, petitioned the court for a private incarceration setup instead of being in the prison, and he would propose being basically under house arrest with private guards 24 hours a day, you know, how much does that, that would be very expensive to do, right, to pay people 24 hours to keep guard over you. And it was, it appears to have been an attempt to set a precedent for Claire Bronfman because she would have to have been financing that. So he did not, he doesn't have money of his own. He's, totally financed by other people. And so the likelihood is that it was Claire Bronfman uh, behind that proposal because she is expecting to be indicted and was hoping to set a precedent for her own incarceration should that occur. So, but the court denied it. She didn't, but but the judge didn't give him that, did he? he? No, the judge denied it. And he, he's he's under he's under five million dollars bond. Is it? Oh no no no, that's Allison Mack. But but Rainier, they didn't let him out of jail, did they? No, they didn't. No. Why do you think they let Allison Mack out? Do you think she's talking? Is that why they let her out? Well, her bail was still very high. I mean, five million. I think it is five million. Yeah. Yeah. For her. So I think she must but, be talking. I think that's probably likely because remember in their first court appearance together, he he was reportedly attempting to get her 
attention, like leaning back and forth and looking urgently at her. And she did not make eye contact with him. And uh, that would suggest that she is cooperating. And then um, the last hearing, he did not, He it was reported specifically that he did not make attempts to engage with her at that um, right. at that subsequent hearing. So it sounds like he knows she's talking and he's not even trying, you know, he realizes right. that. That's you know, when you were talking about um, them showing these snuff films to women to freak them out and everything, where do they get these snuff films? That's a very good question and one that begin has with. not been explored. Right, and, you know, the, these were apparently rape and uh, rape, torture, and murder that they were right. witnessing. I did not hear anything reported about the victims being children or any of the individuals in the snuff films, but we do know that those types of snuff films, um, with the children especially, are... They demand high, high dollars. Like, there is a lot of money in that. And so um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very good question. And I imagine, oh, there was also those brothers. Remember those brothers who were arrested recently? It's people, I think those are the kinds of people that are supplying this stuff. Oh, I really? Do you remember those guys? Uh, I can't no, no, I details. don't. They were these three or four brothers. They were older. Um, they were, like, shut in for the most part. But they were their home was raided recently, and it was found that they were making snuff films of children being tortured and raped and then killed. And... Um, they were just living in this neighborhood, and nobody really knew anything about them or what they were doing, and um, that's that's apparently what what they were doing. Oh, so. oh. well, I'll tell you, this is this is really a, the fight of our lifetime, taking down these pedophile networks because the pedophilia yeah. is the glue in everything in the world. It is. Yes. It is. And, well, it's and so, with one of the things that we've learned in, you know, in the process of doing all this research is that these these banking families originated from the Bavarian area of Germany, and so it stands right. to reason that, you know, when when World War II was brought to a close, um, that. The Nazis and these these banking interests were then just relocated, and now we see them, you know, here in the United States, Canada, and in other areas of Europe, controlling the interests of the different regions. And we also know that out of World War II came Operation Paperclip, which brought 1,600 of Hitler's men here to the United States under a CIA program that then employed most of them. That included people like Joseph Mengele 
and Mengele was renowned for his gruesome human experimentation. And much of it what occurred, he performed on children, and twins were his specialty. So um, that Joseph Mengele and that mentality was brought here intentionally. And he was also someone who helped develop the MKUltra programming where you deliberately break down a young child's mind so that they can't function normally because that's when everything starts to get hardwired after a certain age and the program is set in their brain and has to be, I mean, they, they can be deprogrammed, but it takes a very long time. And he drove a lot of this, and, and we see it all around us. And to deny it is just crazy at this point. And not, not even just the 1,600 of, that the U.S. brought. There were 8,000 that the Red Cross and the Vatican smuggled out of Germany. So we know that wow. they're tied to this, these same banking interests and in protecting them. So it really does, like out of that one region, we see the thread reaching around Europe, Canada, and throughout the United States. And it has expanded so much that us taking it on now is what makes it so difficult. Right. It is global. It is global. Now, what about this... um, the, the, this uh, that hidden message in Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you, the, it's the missing twenty-four minutes. Um, right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. There, you know, uh, there were a whole lot of really interesting interviews done with people who knew Kubrick at the time he was um, producing this film, and. They talked a lot about, you know, him using the Rothschild's 1972 uh, Illuminati party as um, a model for the the picture that he made of Eyes Wide Shut. And you right. can even see how the costumes match, the mask, and the names are very similar. Um, then... He, he, there, there, the scenes throughout the film show the kinds of things you and I talk about all the time, these bizarre rituals and orgies and um, just complete uh, decadence. And there's, there's a scene that went missing that, well, it's not known if it's a scene, but when when he made that film, he was very careful to get complete creative control over the film. And right. um, leading up to when he was preparing to show it to the studio executive, he apparently had said to one of his friends, Jay Widener, who in an in interview said that Kubrick just kept muttering over and over again how the um, how Warner Brothers was going to hate the film. He knew it, but it sounds like you know he felt obligated to go forward with it and was was willing to 
you know, have go toe to toe with them on keeping it as it was. But the night that he showed it to them, this guy Jay Widener was in the waiting area and heard screaming and yelling going on. He described for about 45 minutes after the film ended. And one of the things, you know, that Kubrick yelled during this was that you can't change my film. It's it's in my contract. And he refused. So, but that was also the last time he was seen alive. And one of the things that I wondered, given the timing of his film, was uh, the film Wag the Dog was released right right about the same time. And in Kubrick, so, you know, Kubrick was showing us, uh, giving us a glimpse inside this world, but it was being done in such a way that, you know, people wouldn't know whether or not it's real. And that's one of the ways that, that this group of people manipulate us so effectively is that we never really know where the truth where where fantasy begins and tr- and truth ends, you know. So I well, right, I, and, and in that movie, he, now that was with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, right? Yes, who are Illuminati. And Nicole Kidman, her dad was. I mean, Nicole Kidman is has been raped and sodomized and all this stuff too. Just like Fiona Barnett, she was there with um, um, Nicole Kidman's dad was a shrink over there in Australia. And he was running this, uh, you know, this sexual abuse. What, what do we even call it, what they do to these kids? But Nicole Kidman yeah. was there different yeah. times when, when Nicole was raped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so she's know, involved in it, so she's in this movie. <laughs> right, and Tom Cruise is part of, he's a CIA operative. That's what Scientology is, 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 is a CIA religion. <laughs> Okay. So okay. That's, and that's, that was really interesting to me that Kubrick would choose, you know, a couple that were members of this to act it out. And they seemed, you know, that I, I just I found that really curious because you would think that they would oppose the making of a film like this. But um, at the same time, we also know they love to shove this stuff in our faces and mock us with it. So perhaps that's why they felt perfectly comfortable doing it. I also wondered, you know, as Fiona and others have described, that you know when you're programmed for that kind of systematic rape and abuse, that there your your per there you have multiple personalities that don't necessarily aren't necessarily aware of what's going on in each of the other's respective lives so i wonder you know i i would really be interested to hear from somebody like fiona about what what happens with somebody like nicole kidman as an adult she's been through that and now part of that world and and acting in a film like that, eyes like shut. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, some of those people that are raised like that from from birth, they never outgrow that, and they just they just mess right into it as adults. 
You know, and that yeah. really bothers me, you know, because they go around adopting kids and stuff from foreign countries and this and that, and really bothers me what they're doing to these children. Well, Nicole... Another one is that Angelina Jolie. Yes, yes. Even Nicole Kidman, though, um, I, I remember when she and Tom Cruise adopted their children, she made a comment that, oh, the opportunity just came up and we decided to take it. And it's just like, how many couples do you know wait years and years and years to adopt? And these guys just have the opportunities come up? Like, really? And she was so very right. blasé about it. And it just, it, it would make a lot of sense. If, if you know, the, the brokering of children was just totally normal to her. So. Well, I think it is. I think it is to them, yeah. you know. And that's why, you know, I, I was asking about if Putin ever went to Bohemian Grove and, I sincerely believe that Putin is on the real. When he says that he's against, you know, that the United States, the West, is run by Satanist pedophiles, and that I believe that he's telling the truth, that he's not involved in this, and he is against it. I believe that as well. I mean, he's, he's pushed out the Rothschild. He, he's not a man who will compromise his principles. And, um, you know, because it's... It, if if you were, why would you keep the Rothschilds out? They could he could stand to make an incredible amount of money, right, for himself. Right. But uh, sure. just the mere act of refusing that that banking family, I think, says a lot. And and he he does consistently show that he is opposed to all of these deep state tactics. And it may be a matter of simple self-preservation because this system is, you know, sees him as the enemy, right? They're trying, they've got all this stuff going on now with the indictment. And so he has good reason to take it down just for practical purposes. But I also, we've seen enough of Putin now, I think, and, you know, I've listened to his, um, his address to... Uh, the country, you know, his annual address, and I've heard him speak to reporters and others enough times now that he he seems very much to be a man of integrity, and I, you know, I can certainly respect anyone who shows that kind of integrity, and and he seems very clear that that kind of behavior is just unacceptable to him, and I'm really grateful that he's been willing to speak out about it the way he has. Yes, and I think everything's going to change after today. I mean, uh, Trump in meeting with him, and I listened to their talk to their speech after they were done, and uh, they made some real headway, and this putting this bullshit to bed about the Russians hacking our election, I think that's going to come to an end, too, because he said that uh, yeah, that he'll investigate with Trump yeah, he's, he's, he's called their bluff. Yeah, and they look right. super stupid. You know, yeah. I mean, he he's quite the diplomat. I really have to give him credit for knowing, yeah. you know, how to deal with these people. And and it also makes him a real ally in dealing with um, the issues that we're facing with Israel and its support of ISIS in in around the Middle East and. You know, we're supposedly fighting ISIS, yet Israel is supporting it, and 
so I think he's he's going to play a major part in and uh helping Assad get ISIS out of Syria. We just saw um the white helmets are leaving, which the white well, helmets, the white are, helmets are running for cover now. Yep. Yeah. I want to quickly, we only got a few more minutes. I want to quickly talk about this um, vaccine uh, company lawsuit. Um, Dell Bigtree, back in 1996, when Congress, when the government gave um, all the drug makers immunity from prosecution for any injuries from vaccines, well, the vaccine makers were saying back then that they were going to leave because it was all these lawsuits against them, you know, over vaccine injuries and deaths and everything. So they said that they were going to leave because they couldn't hold up under these lawsuits. So our government gave them immunity so that they couldn't be sued. And But it, they, they said that in doing that, that they would do studies every two years on vaccine safety and, and adverse effects of everything and, and report on that to Congress. And so Del Bigtree and Robert um, Kennedy Jr. have been investigating this. And they found out they never did any safety studies. So they're suing, they're suing the um, Department of Health and Social Services now for, um, to, for not doing this. But anyhow, we're out of time. Mama. Well, Chris, well, it's um, been great, Okay. Well, we'll see you next week, people. Bye. Bloody and bruised. I feel so helpless and confused. I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk The shelter homeless feed the poor I can't walk on water I can't save your sons and daughters Well, I can't change the world and make things fair The least that I can do The least that I can do Check the news And with this open